I just called to say the kids don't throw super sweet 16s like they used to. I'm talking about back in my day, circa 2004 to 2008, when your super sweet 16 was at your local country club or your local Jewish community center and you had the DJ and it was just boom, bam, sweet 16. This is I Just Called to Say, the comedic reliving and truth-telling podcast where folks call in to get a tickle out of those memories that have stuck with them throughout time. Hosted by Colleen Rast and myself, Megan Pugh. Keep up with our shenanigans on social media at I Just Called to Say podcast. Leave us a review, tell a friend, and also leave us a voicemail. The link is in the details of this episode. So let's just go ahead and get into it because... I just called to say Remember when I just called to say Thank you for that time I just called to say <laughs> What had happened was Okay, so in breaking news, did you hear about Jay Cutler and Kristen Cavallari? I did. I was sent like multiple messages concerning the situation and... I had read a few articles. I mean, I'd watched the show for like literally three minutes and I was like, okay, he's truly miserable. You think he was miserable? I think he just had dry humor. (laughs) Oh, I thought he was like so mis. I couldn't even see the signs then. I'm like, this came out of nowhere to me. I thought that they'd be together forever because I feel as though I've met a few couples like that and like i had to learn that the hard way i mean like oh you guys are just like kind of always miss got it like that's you because like the few times i've been in the situations i've been like oh like maybe you could try and not be miserable but then i learned quickly that that's kind of like what makes them happy and then you know the thing was like people were like freaking out because this past season there was like that whole issue with her and her best friend not being friends anymore because there were allegations that her and the friend had hooked up with that the friend hooked up with jay right and she didn't like put the fire out. So it was like, wait, now I'm like, did it happen? And is this because of that? I believe it happened. Either way, my next thought is single Kristen. That's good TV. She would be great on the Hills, uh, the Hills reboot that they got. Yep. I am. Like, I'm into Kristen Cavallari. I'm happy for her. I Kristen Cavallari fan, weirdly enough to say. Same. The bitch is back. <laughs> the bitch is back. All right, so it's gonna be like this. It's gonna be like this. Is it gonna be like this? Listen, it's gonna be like this. It's on, bitch. And like, now she has that pro football alimony to. Ooh. Okay. But I'm pretty sure she makes more money than him with Uncommon James. Like, sis is like doing well. <laughs> But yeah, so I just feel like Kristen, single Kristen, is going to make great reality TV now. I love- like, would love to see her on the hills. Loved her in Laguna Beach. I'm just a fan. Like you said, you're a fan. I'm a fan. I loved the Instagram. I thought it was, I thought it was explosive. Like, how does that work? Like, guys, I feel so bad for people who are, like, getting divorced in this modern day era. Like, do you sit down and you're like, let's craft a caption? He would make a great Bachelor contestant. Oh, my God. Can he be the next Bachelor? Please, God. He would be so good. Guys, also, I want to correct myself because I think I said in a previous episode that The Bachelor has been out since, like, 98. It has not. It's been out since 2002. But, you know, 
It's still old. Also, guys, I've been rewatching a lot of like throwback TV shows mm. given the time because I had nothing but time. Right. Um. So I've been going back and I've been watching um a lot of like these dating shows that were on MTV. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you remember Next? Obviously, I remember Next, the next bus. Careful what you do because you may be next. Love it. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> And when I look at the show now, there's so much velvet on the next bus, and it just does something oh, to me. I'm like, I oh, couldn't. Mm-mm. Oh, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I, I would say that there's more TV on now that shouldn't have been on now that I, that I want more TV that should have continued. Like, I would have loved to keep watching Flavor of Love. I would love to keep on watching Rock yes. of Love. Yes, Brett Michaels Rock of Love. Oh, so trashy, so he good. He pronounced diabetes diabetes. Like early 2000s early 2000s dating shows. Like early 2000s reality shows just in general because it was just so young and so pure. Mm-hmm. Like we were like still trying to figure out the formula. Yep, it was perfect. Oh my goodness. And that was when like my Super Sweet 16 was just like on and popping for me. Like my Super Sweet 16 messed me up. It was blasting. It, I thought that that kind of party was appropriate at all times, always. I believed that every 16 birthday should be of that quality or better. Oh, my God. And you know what's so funny? I saw an episode of, like, My Super Sweet 16 where they were, like, showing, like, where are they now? And it was, like, I think it was, like, maybe, like, months, like, a year after each Sweet 16ers party. Mm. And a lot of the kids who got a car at their party mm. did not have the same car. Like the kid would get like a beautiful like Escalade or like Mercedes Benz and then like they show like them in their current state and they'd be like driving like a Honda Civic. What? Like, yes. That's the kind of car you should have gotten to begin with. <laughs> like the girl who got the Hummer that was like six doors. Do you remember her? Yes. And she had like young Jock yes. at her party. Yes. 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 That bitch never drove that car. No. 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 Nor should she have. I think she got like a Lexus sedan, like a still nice quality car, but like. Yeah, like your dad's old Lexus is what middle class white girls in Nashville should be driving. <laughs> like, come on, girl. Don't try to fool us. We see you. But I will say, I had a sweet 16 and it was Hollywood themed. I wore two dresses. I had a long one and then I had like a poofy cupcake one because that was just right. the time mm-hmm. you had to have that look. Gossip Girl was on. Gossip Girl was so on. Also, at my Sweet 16, this really weird trend. I don't know if it's, like, common. Maybe you can – I don't know if you can attest mm. this. But, like, everyone would, like, booty dance with one another. Yep. But the booty dancing started to form a conga line. <laughs> and it was just a conga line of booty like dancing, a, alternating yeah. boy, girl, boy, yeah, girl. It was like a snake. <laughs> and I look back at the DVD for my party, and I'm like, yeah. what is this? Yeah. Wait, you have a DVD? Girl, I have a DVD. I might have to post this to the social media, but there's a DVD. Like kids, you would have thought these kids were drunk. We were just like high off of like Red Bulls okay, and that's monsters. That's what I always think about. I went to one of my 16th birthdays, similar to yours, probably maybe even the same night. Let's just say it. Let's just say that for the story's <laughs> sake. Um, I wore an Arden B top. Uh-huh. Remember Arden B? Yes, I remember Arden B. That's like where you would get like, it was like cachet equivalent. Yeah, it was like cheap hoe wear. It was beautiful. Yep. I'm pretty sure they were next to each other at Columbiana Mall. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100% <laughs> right next to each other. So cachet was where you got your prom dress. Arden B was where you got your party tops. Okay. So I had an Arden B top and the grind conga line, as you were saying, was happening. And I was just like, 
is this what the people want from me? But I do remember being like weirdly high. Like I was off of like adrenaline and maybe like sexual repression. I don't know. But I was like, I knew that my my place was in the dance floor, but I hadn't quite learned how to dance. So there was just like a lot happening. You're like, I'm just going to go with it and I'll figure it out. Mm. Speaking of the dance floor, one of my favorite Sweet Sixteeners was Cher. Do you guys remember Cher? She had the Mardi Gras themed party and she had the most iconic quote because her mom was like, oh my God, Cher, you look like a model. You look like, like a model. She was iconic. She was everything to me. And at her sweet 16, she performed a dance. And poor thing, her pants kept falling. And so when that happened to her, I was like, oh, my God, I can't do a dance performance at my sweet 16 because that'll if it happened to Cher, it'll happen to me. Like, that's just how how deep I was in on the sweet 16 rabbit hole. Every second, I kept grabbing my pants. I was like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. I can't. I can't. <laughs> And then something happened where 15-year-old Megan was awakened because we got the call from Cher. And Cher joins us on the show. Mm-hmm. So you ask, what is she doing? Well, listen in. You'll find out. She just called to say so. I lied when. And she just called to say. Why would you do that? We just called to say. That really changed my life. Put you on my radar was my super sweet 16. So I have to bring it up and get <laughs> yeah, it out of the way. Totally. It's so crazy. You know, people, I don't know, it's been so many years. Like I'm almost 30. It's crazy. Yet like people still always remember Sweet 16 and they always recognize me still They're like aren't you that girl from Sweet 16 like imagine if someone's like aren't you that girl that did something when you were 16 years old <laughs> like it's crazy it's so hard because if someone like even one single thing I did when I was 16 if that yeah. was like public knowledge that I was constantly asked to relive, <laughs> I, I would I would die I feel yeah <laughs> just watching it back um it's just crazy and it's some it's so crazy that people still remember it though um I think you know I mean it's special that they still remember it and you know I I really I mean like it means a lot to me but it's crazy <laughs> like something I did when I was, you know, I was 16 years <laughs> what's old what's the one thing that like people bring up to you the most about the party like what's like the one thing that you're like I know or like yes um people always say the line to me like come to my party you're all invited or they'll say, you look just like a model. Like my mom. Oh my God. Iconic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they'll literally always say those two lines. And <laughs> it's so funny. I'm, I'm pretty sure we're all about the same age. So I'm mm-hmm. 29. Your sweet 16 like inspired my sweet 16. Like oh I was like. Oh my gosh. I love like, that. I, I can literally remember like myself like verbatim being like, oh my God, if Cher did it, then I could do it. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're the cutest. That means right. so much to me. So <laughs> it's just so, so funny cute. to come full circle. <laughs> yes, and to be on here right now, I love that. Oh, that's so yeah. awesome. Be like 16-year-old Megan, there's going to be something called podcast. I would die be like what (laughs) me and my Abercrombie and Fritch popped collar like oh oh my my gosh gosh. exactly (laughs) and so I didn't realize that my super sweet 16 was like not the only thing you've appeared in 
Oh, yeah. So, um, well, Sweet 16 was the first of many. So after Sweet 16, I did Exiled. Um, I don't know if you remember that at all, but that was also The challenges, right? No. So Exiled is when you're literally, they would take just a few Sweet 16ers. So there was like seven total, but we each had one episode. So it was, for example, they took me and um, put me to live with a tribe in the middle of Panama. And like everyone spoke Spanish and I didn't speak any Spanish. And I had to live there and live as a tribe member and as they do for like a full week. And so I had to live like on hard wooden floors with nails sticking up and put like a a, like a net over my face. I wouldn't get eaten up my mosquitoes and like spearfish and cook my food over a fire and, you know, cut down trees to get plantains for dinner. And like, it was amazing. And so uh, I did Exiled and that's where the, yeah, they took like, you know, the sweets, the most like iconic, I guess, sweet 16ers to do that. And so that was such an amazing experience. And I feel like really shaped me into the person that I am today. So that sounds oh like God. something you would come out of with like a super flat stomach. Like oh, for sure. <laughs> to all get it's out. So funny. Yes. Well, I'm I was I'm vegan now, but I was vegetarian, and they all would eat meat, and I couldn't eat that, so I literally just ate plantain. So <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and it was so funny because at the end of that that episode, they had us. Um, they like to be initiated into their tribe. I was like, they put henna tattoo, like literally all over my body from head to toe. And my first week of college was right after that. So I remember like going literally to my first week of college classes, like covered <laughs> in henna tattoos. They like would not come off. It was so funny. That's actually amazing. You're like, I'm actually studying abroad before everyone else's. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so that was really fun. So I did that and then I hosted for them. And then um, recently I've been on a TV show on TLC. We just, we did first season and we, finished filming second season of a show called Smothered and that'll be out very soon so we're super excited about that. We are so excited about Smothered. We are both at home right now with our mothers so I think that Megan and I feel very connected to that. Yeah. Are you at home right now as well? So no so I'm still in uh, New York with my husband so my -hmm. husband's still working. Um, He's a doctor so um, he's you know, he's still working. Oh, so I'm home. Yeah, and I'm home with my daughter. Um, I have a nine month old daughter. And so we're here and just braving out this crazy time together. Oh, my God. Aww. Okay, so on Smothered. Now, okay, yeah. so you, you have a daughter and you're still yeah. extremely close with your mother. Mm-hmm. Do you feel the same way about your daughter? Oh, my gosh, she's like my everything. We're so Aww. close. She's literally like my best friend, my daughter. Like I she's the light of my life. Like I just love her so much. It's insane. <laughs> is she a third wheel or is she like a third part of the like trinity that you've with my mom? Between you and your mom. You <laughs> it's like such a different it's you know, it's such a different relationship. It's crazy. Like I never understood when people would say you like you never understand the amount of love that you can have until you have a child yourself. And it's so true. Like just when I oh my gosh, just when I had her and put her on my chest, yeah. like just that love <laughs> is insane. It's insane. And um so you know, I totally understand, you know, how my mom is and you know, my mom is still always my best friend. Um but, you know, she lives in Florida and I'm in New York. And so we try to talk, you know, every talk. I mean, what we do, we talk every single day still. And, you know, my daughter knows when, when Mimi, that's her name, she calls it, when Aww. Mimi calls and, you know, we FaceTime with her every day. So my, body, my daughter still, you know, knows her very well, even though right now with the quarantine, before the quarantine, my right. mom was up literally every other week. And now it's hard because <laughs> she can't face. So... How did Smothered come about for you guys? Did they just like see your Sweet 16 yeah. show and contact you? Or? Yeah, you know, a lot of people remembered us from Sweet 16 because, you know, my mom and I, you know, we're best friends then and we're so close and 
it's funny, people would always recognize my mom. Sometimes they'd recognize her more than me, and she wasn't even, she didn't even have to see some scene. So funny. Um, But, you know, everyone knew that accent and, you know, when they were casting for mothers and daughters uh, that are best friends and we ended up, you know, they wanted to film with us and yeah, we've just been filming. We filmed all of first season and we just did second season and it's airing soon. So super excited about that. Your um, mom kind of reminds me of a modern day Fran Drescher. Oh my gosh. Yes. All the time. All the time. I love it. I, I totally agree. <laughs> so I have to ask how you became... A matchmaker and how yeah. the wing woman came about. Yes. So um, I was actually a psychiatrist. I went to school at the University of Florida and I was a registered nurse and I became a psychiatric registered nurse. And I was working as a nurse for like six years. Uh, I worked in the psych unit and I loved working with people that were going through different anxieties and depressions. And a lot of that stemmed from poor relationship habits, actually. Um, and so I, when I was doing that, I like loved doing it, but I wished I could help people more on the outside too, and help people realize that they can find happiness within themselves and then they'll be able to find happiness in relationships. And so I got life coaching certified and I moved to New York City and I became a dating coach and I started NYC Wing Woman almost five years ago. I've had a lot of people successfully married um, and engaged in, in serious relationships. So I'm super proud of that. Um, it's become a very you know, a big company. I had, you know, seven employees working for me. So it's been working with the company. And so it was really great. Um, and, and I just love it. I love love and I love helping people uh-huh. find love. Um, and so, yeah, it's really cool. But, you know, since the quarantine happened, a lot of people are having trouble meeting in person. And actually my really good friend, Lauren, who's single, she had her first FaceTime date recently. And it was a big success. And together we realized that, you know, virtual dating was the way forward. So I actually launched something called dating from home, which is on Instagram. Um, and it's a virtual dating platform to help people actually meet and, um, and connect while quarantine. And so, you know, I hope my goal of that is to help people still find love while at home and then also bring like entertainment to the Instagram community. So that's been a lot of fun. And that's, but I've been so busy with since this whole quarantine <laughs> happened. It's so entertaining. And especially this week you had um, Vanderpump Rules. The yeah. people from Vanderpump Rules in there. Oh my gosh. Because yes. Colleen and I are like Bravo heads. Like we're just like, oh, oh my God, really? I'm all about Bravo. Yeah. That's so awesome. when I saw that on there, I was like, oh my God. Like my two favorite things have just collided. Like the <laughs> yeah. world of dating oh. and Bravo. <laughs> that's amazing it's so fun yeah it's been such a cool thing like last night um we had jesse who was on vanderpump rules and he matched with um this guy and he had a great and they like right afterwards they had like a 45 minute conversation and like are talking about like possibly quarantining together like it was so freaking cute um and already it's crazy we've only been doing this for like four weeks. This is our fifth episode. And we've already had like really major success stories. Um, out of the five, four out of the five are literally dating, like are still talking, which is crazy. And And I got ghosted by the person that I like had my podcast date with. I'm like, how am I getting ghosted during quarantine? Like I am insulted, Dave. Okay. I'm dropping real names. There you go. (laughs) Call him out. Insulted. Oh my goodness. I'm a catch over here. (laughs) 
I think right, you know what, right now it's hard, but I actually kind of like the fact that you can have virtual dates right now because it's allowing people to actually connect on an emotional level before a physical level. So, you know, you're at home, you're you're bored anyway, is like you might as well honestly start talking to people and see if you can form that real connection. Because once everything opens up again, it's sometimes it's hard to like with manage that along with your busy like social life. So mm-hmm. right now you kind of have that time. I say, you know, go for it and see if anything like real comes out of it. Make it a project. I love yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's interesting though. A lot of these apps nowadays have, um, you can like, have, there's a link where you can like go to FaceTime with each other instead of like go out to oh, date. Um, yeah. So like a lot of, like I know Hinge is doing, there's a lot of different ones that are doing that. So I say go for it because, you know, it's hard with dating where you have to get all like dolled up to finally like go on this date and meet and figure out where you're going to meet just to find out there's no chemistry when this is kind of forcing you to not have to do that and find out right away, like, is there chemistry or is there not? And so it's kind of cool. I think you got to look at it as an advantage. I definitely got dressed up for the date, even though he couldn't even see me. It was all audio. I was like, yeah, I want to be legit. Like, I put on like a bodycon dress and like plucked oh my, my eyebrows. Like, I really oh, I did. Love the that. <laughs> I love make that. Think about there was someone who was on your show, share uh, dating from home. And the guy wore a tank top on the day. Yes. <laughs> no. no. Oh, like bold move. Bold move, Chase. <laughs> I know. I said the same thing. He's like, but we're at home. I'm like, no, it's still a date. No. You gotta treat it like a date. Come on. I think, you know, I think he was trying to flex a little bit for the camera, but next time I can wear a tank top on a date. And it was like, I don't know. I, I don't know, Chase. It was so funny because the next day for that, like after party, we bring him back on and I kind of, I gave him a lot of like, you know, crap for it. I was like, what are you doing wearing a tank top? And the next day he comes on, he's wearing a collared shirt. But of course he had to add on his backwards hat. I'm like, you know, you were oh almost God. there. You were almost oh there. I, I don't even want to go. I don't want to see anyone in a tank top. I'm going to go ahead and say this. I don't want to see a man that I'm romantically interested in tank top, maybe ever. The only right. appropriate tank top is if you're a professional basketball player. Then there you go. All the time, always. <laughs> I love that so much. Yes. And even as a professional basketball player, you can only wear it during work hours. You must exactly. be in the gym. <laughs> right. Agreed. Okay. So with NYC Wing Woman. Do you have like a Rolodex of hot singles or like how do you set that up usually? So with NYC Wing Woman, it's more of a date coaching company. Uh, We also do do matchmaking, but we're really into coaching. So we help people get ready for the date. So I actually do a lot of things called like a mock date, which is where we'll set up um, a client with say like say it's I have a guy client I'll set him up with a you know a real single girl but the difference is that afterwards after the date he'll get full honest raw feedback as to everything he did well everything he didn't do well and how he can be a better date because the issue is that a lot of times people go on the date and they think it goes well and then they're ghosted and they don't know what went wrong and the girl just won't tell him so this is their chance to really understand like why am I getting ghosted what am I doing wrong and for you know, for a coach to really give it to them straight. So we do a lot of that um, and teaching people how to meet in person as well. Yeah. Um, I didn't so, think I needed that, but maybe I do need that. <laughs> it's actually so interesting. Because mm-hmm. I tend to give a lot of information at one time that's probably like, does it need to be downloaded to someone on the first date? Yeah. You have to remember, like you save the dirty laundry for later. Like in the beginning, you want to show all the positives so that 
you know, afterwards, they're like so excited about you that any negatives or anything like that, they're open for and they're okay with because they already like fell for the amazing person you are. See, that makes sense. In my mind, I was like, let me go ahead and get all the bad shit out the way so they know what they're getting themselves into <laughs> and, then they, and then they can see me. <laughs> no, I'd opposite. like to open. Definitely opposite. <laughs> because, you know, you want someone to like fall for you and find out how great you are. They're not going to want to fall for something that's like, you know, all broken apart. Damaged. Right? They want to first see how awesome you are and then afterwards, like that's okay. Like everyone has their flaws. Everybody does. Nobody is perfect. What is the craziest thing that you have seen during your time as a matchmaker that someone's done on a date that you've just been like, the fact that you would think to do that is insane. Like, what is the wildest story? You know, I don't know what the wild, that's such a good question. I mean, I have to think about that one and probably get back to you. I think just right away, you know, for them just going right. And this isn't wild at all, but I think some people don't know their barriers. And so like, as soon as you sit down, right away going in for that leg touch, like immediately or going mm. in to touch you right away and getting close and telling you where to – like I remember on like a mock date, they're like, oh, you sit here and I'm going to sit right next to you and like right away touching. It's like nobody. Oh, like, my God. There's a wall and you have to like – you have to slowly get down. Yeah, You know, it's just so uncomfortable. It can make someone feel like it's creepy instead of, you know – like you're into the person. So um, I guess that, or sometimes I've had clients just super nervous and, you know, mm-hmm. touching their face, touching their body, just like super, super nervous Aww. and just right. helping them overcome that to realize that, you know, we're all people, we're all human. We all want love in our life. Let's just be confident in who we are. And that's going to allow the date to be feel confident as well. And what is your number one tip for dating from home? For dating from home, I would definitely say this is your time. First of all, number one, enjoy it. Like, have fun with it because you're at home. You're doing probably not doing much besides Netflix and chilling. Like, use this time to your advantage and see what's out there. Um, and for a tip to date from home is, you know, really allow this time to build that emotional connection and that having that open communication. Just, like, talking and, and enjoying it and having fun with it I think is going to really, you know, be a game changer and help you – you know have fun with dating from home did you watch love is blind by chance i did oh i loved it <laughs> it was such so a good, good show. right well, who was your favorite couple um well i mean i liked i don't who was my favorite um probably uh oh lauren cameron oh yes. my god absolutely yes, yes. of course yes <laughs> yeah 100%. they're so cute so cute well, I have to say, I feel like you're really doing the Lord's work because the fact that you're like coaching people with like dating also is just going to like carry on into like their everyday and like their work lives too. Like, I feel like if the stuff that you're teaching people to do on dates also like translates for like the next time you like apply for a job, just like being like confident and like yeah. not having like nervous gestures and stuff in yourself. So I really applaud Thank you, you for like, what yeah. you're doing. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, it's interesting. A lot of my clients, I actually have gotten that feedback. Like one of my, um, my clients, I can, you know, he had said the same thing. He said he went in for a job interview and he was, he was out of a job and he uh, went in and he just felt so much more confident. And he called me right afterwards, like, Cher, I felt like it went so great. I was able to like speak so well and he ended up getting the job. So he felt like so much of that was because of the coaching. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. And right now, um, since, you know, we can't do as much coaching, just the matchmaking has been so much fun and like doing dating from home. And, you know, it's interesting 
I was always a coach and getting to coach my clients, but I would never get to see them on the dates. And so with dating from home, I'm getting to actually like watch people go on dates and have the viewers like comment and vote. And it's been so much fun. fun. And um, my partner in this, my friend Lauren, she's, you know, single and she's a huge reality TV buff. And she has just been like loving every, (laughs) yeah. And she just has been like loving every second of it too. So it's just been so much fun. And, you know, bringing smiles to people's faces during this like really hard and scary time. We're just, you know, so happy to be doing that. And where can we watch? Can you tell everyone we can watch Dating From Home? Yeah, if you go to Instagram and just go to Dating From Home, you can watch people get set up and um, enjoy dating. So it's really a lot of fun. I can tell you um, how it works. So the way it'll work is we'll choose one homie or homette, and that's our term for bachelor and bachelorette, um, since they're, of course, at home. (laughs) And then we'll set them up on two dates. The dates are then recorded over Zoom and posted on Instagram for the audience to watch, comment, and vote for who they think should get the second date. And then the homie or homette will then choose, but there's a catch. It'll then be up to the contestant to decide if they um, do want to go on that second date or if they want to be set up with two new dates and be our next homie or homette. So it's super fun, and I just love every second of it. (laughs) Like, this is the content you need in your life while you're quarantining. Like, it's so good. Aw, thanks. You. thank you so much for watching it's so that's so awesome i saw this page for dating from home literally the week after i'd put out an episode that i felt vulnerable like i was doing an actual date yeah. on the podcast and it was just like that was so weird and then like i look at your page i'm like oh my god i'm not alone like there's a community <laughs> yeah, of people putting themselves out there 100 percent. we have so many applications for people wanting to try it because honestly it's so funny my mom used to always tell me i remember when i was dating she always say sure you'll never meet someone from your couch when you're at home you need to get out into the world but now you can you literally can meet someone from your couch and from home which is awesome Ugh, i love it everyone's invited Yes, exactly. Come to the party. You're all invited. Following up, how are things now? Um, well, like I told Cher, I think I've been ghosted. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as of recently, I, I was texting him and I was getting like dead in responses from him. So I was like, okay, he doesn't want to be bothered. So I sent another text <laughs> because, you know, I've got time. I know. I'm I sound crazy. so desperate. It's embarrassing. Yeah. No, it's not embarrassing. It's never embarrassing to want love. I'd already moved my things into his place virtually. We had a cat. We had a cat. And I had a cat blanket. <laughs> but here's the thing. I think he might be um a fuckboy because... You know, usually like an F boy. I don't know why I'm saying an F boy now if I just called him a fuck boy. <laughs> but you know, a fuck boy would do something that would be like ghost you and then respond days later with like some like encrypted text, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to just like leaving you alone. Mm-hmm. So I sent him a text maybe like days ago. He responded in the past 48 hours at like five almost like dead at 6 a.m so it's almost like you know i'm not gonna be awake at 6 a.m to answer this so it was like hey i've been m.i.a sorry it's just like wait you pointed out that you've been m.i.a but no other text follows up with that i rest my case he's an f boy
<laughs> a fuckboy, he has been knighted. There he is. Like, donned fuckboy. Baptized in the fuckboy flames. But the embarrassing part will be if he texts me, will I respond? <laughs> like, I would respond. I might be waiting. Yeah, yeah. But I have to think in these moments, what would the wing woman NYC recommend? What would Cher tell me to do? And Cher she'd probably would tell me on. not to respond. She'd tell me to keep putting myself out there and to leave this dude alone. She would. Thank you for dialing in to I Just Called to Say podcast. Leave us a message. Link in the details of this episode. 